Hello and welcome to Scratch. I'm Kyle Evans from Echo Bloom. Every two weeks on Scratch, we document the birth of a new Echo Bloom song, each of which was written in an hour. I call them hour songs. Think of it like a guided tour through a musician's audio sketchbook. It's messy, it's raw, some things work and some things don't. Episode 17, Muscle Shoals. To start the story of my song, Muscle Shoals, we have to start with Brian Jones. Brian Jones was the founder and original leader of the Rolling Stones, and in a lot of ways, he was an idea man. He was a multi-instrumentalist and frequently added the bold, contrasting colors that gave Stone songs their oomph. He played sitar on Paint It Black, organ on Let's Spend the Night Together, marimba on Under My Thumb, and recorder on Ruby Tuesday, among many other credits. But as the years of drug and alcohol abuse took their toll, his contributions to the Stones became more sporadic. The last Stones album he materially contributed to was 1968's Beggar's Banquet, and even though he was rapidly declining, he managed to play a transcendent slide guitar part on No Expectations in Tempura on Street Fighting Man. His mental health deteriorating, he voluntarily left the Stones in June of 1969 and tragically drowned at 27 just a month later. But the decline of Jones mirrored the rise of that great heart, the beaten stereo, Mick Jagger and Keith Richards, the Glimmer Twins. Not content to do anything resembling taking a break, they immediately replaced Jones with Mick Taylor from John Mayall's Blues Breakers and embarked on an American tour in November of 1969, a jaunt later referred to as history's first mythic rock and roll tour. And for good reason. The group is supported by Ike and Tina Turner, B.B. King, Chuck Berry, and Terry Reed, who incidentally was the person who suggested Jimmy Page listen to a singer named Robert Plant for his new band. The Stones crossed the United States before heading down to the Southeast. They played the Palm Beach Music and Arts Festival in Florida, then pointed their bus north to Muscle Shoals, Alabama, for one of history's most famous and productive recording sessions and the topic of this song. Stay home from school Fake a fever till you folks I don't think people recognize how useful it is to be in solid live playing shape before recording. Echo Bloom has released five studio albums, but our live album, Redshift, is my favorite. We recorded it while we were on a 60-day tour through Germany, Holland, and Belgium, where we played every kind of show imaginable. We played schools, we played concert halls, we even played a prison. By the end of the tour, we had developed a kind of telepathy. The songs had ceased becoming things to play and became more this mechanism through which we interacted. I listen to those recordings now and hear the rooms we played in and an expression of the songs that feels more primal and immediate than any version on one of our records. Shallow wind. 
The Stones had been on the road for a month by the time they drove into Muscle Shoals. Absent Jones, the group had drifted away from the more experimental instrumentation choices of their earlier work and towards a more muscular, straight-ahead rock sound. A month into their tour, they were pure electricity in need of only a canvas to throw themselves at. Muscle Shoals was a pretty good choice for them. The town sits at a unique intersection in the world of American popular music, standing at the crossroads of rhythm and blues, pop, and country. They even had their own ace group of session musicians, a southern foil of California's wrecking crew called the Swampers. Over the years, they provided the backing tracks for Wilson Pickett's Mustang Sally, Aretha Franklin's Respect, and I Never Loved a Man the Way I Love You, and the staple singers I'll Take You There. They even played on Paul Simon's Kodachrome. But in 1969, they'd just broken away from a crappy contract with Rick Hall at Fame Studios down the road and set out on their own with Atlantic's Jerry Wexler, buying a concrete shack on the side of a highway and naming it, hilariously, Muscle Shoals Sound. The Stones were one of the first people in this new studio, booking just three days. But what they did with that time... The first night, they recorded You Gotta Move, a traditional spiritual number popularized in 1965 by bluesman Mississippi Fred McDowell. The second day, they recorded Brown Sugar. The apocryphal story is that Mick and Keith passed a bottle of Jack Daniels back and forth in the vocal booth while they sang. And on the third night, they laid down Wild Horses. Apparently, they only had the chorus, and Mick Jagger wrote the verses on the spot in the studio. A session player from Memphis named Jim Dickinson dropped by that night to watch the Stones work, and after Keith heard him messing around on a piano while they were taking a break, suggested he take the place of their touring piano player, Ian Stewart. Note that Stewart is also credited as their road manager around this time, but a fact more often glossed over, he co-founded the band with Brian Jones in 1962, before Mick and Keith were even around. He's this kind of Shakespearean character to me, so he gets a nod in the lyrics of my song. Three days, three stone-cold classics, and then two days later, they played one of the last shows on the tour at Altamont Speedway. During the stone set, a fan was stabbed to death by a member of the Hells Angels who'd been hired to provide security. The 60s was over. I want to live like a rolling stone Amplifiers and methadone Now, the song. I wrote it quickly, being steeped in the history of the Stones, as well as a huge fan of Life, the Keith Richards biography. At the time of writing the melody, I had been listening to a lot of Del Shannon and was kind of entranced by how so many of his songs modulated between major and minor keys and verses and choruses, so I wanted to experiment with that. The boundaries of an hour song created these interesting corners I had to write myself out of. There were sections of the song where I kind of ran out of mythology to weave in or couldn't figure out a rhyme. And in those sections, I dropped lines that were related to how those songs make me feel. And in the end, I think they butt up nicely against each other. Like Dickinson took Ian's place, Charlie's drums, and Wyman's bass. God determines everybody's fate.
I recorded the initial version of the song at a family member's house in Nashville. I had a single microphone and used synth drums, a synth bass, and an acoustic guitar. While that version lacked a fair amount of definition and polish, and synth bass is the worst, it captured the general arrangement and has its own sense of charm. When I went to record the next pass of this, I used that first demo as almost a paint-by-numbers. I started by adding some properly programmed drums and a real bass. I'll fade between that initial synth bass synth drum recording and the second one, and I think you'll be able to tell the difference. From there, I redid the bass acoustic guitar rhythm track and sang new vocal lines over it. If I can, I try to keep something from the demo in the final version of the song, so for this, I kept the overdubbed solo acoustic tracks, as well as the chimey rhythm part. It still felt like it was missing something though, so I added my best country-fried electric lead lines to the top, which seemed to fill it out. And everything together sounded like this. So what would I change? I would love to record this live with a pedal steel and a fiddle and stretch it out a little bit. Uh, there's also maybe a longer instrumental coda at the end. Structurally, I'm not convinced about the way that it's shaped right now. It's got two guitar solos, which is kind of weird, except if you're Guns N' Roses. It felt right at the time, but seems a little strange to me now. So here's the final version of Muscle Shoals. If you like what you hear, there are all kinds of ways to support. The best thing you could possibly do for me is to send this to a friend or subscribe to our email list at echobloom.com scratch or give us a five-star review on iTunes or check out Echo Bloom's albums on Spotify or maybe even all of the three. Uh, the best thing you could possibly do for you is to write something of your own. Doodle on a cocktail napkin, sing in the shower, just create and enjoy. Thank you so much for listening. Soon.